This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 and made it to Friday afternoon, February 11th, 2022. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. A company that provides simulated golf plus food and drinks is expanding its footprint in Chicago. We'll learn more in our next segment. Right now, the latest check of American Consumer shows they're in a pessimistic mood. We're joined by Peter Cardillo, Chief Market Economist, Spartan Capital Securities, based in New York. Peter, thank you for joining us today. The University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index uh, falling 8.2% in January. Uh, what were some of the factors driving that drop? Well, there's uh, no question that it's all about inflation. Obviously, the consumer is worried about inflation, just like the markets are worried about inflation. And obviously, it's taking a toll on sentiment. And of course, uh, when we get the consumer's uh, confidence report out next uh, in a few weeks, uh, we'll probably see another hefty drop as well. It's interesting to note that uh, the, 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 the survey notes that the entire it decline in February was among households with income of $100,000 a year or more, uh, which would suggest that uh, the talk about interest rates is certainly hitting uh, their portfolios and they're responding accordingly. Absolutely. Every time, uh, you know, when the Fed begins to raise, of course, uh, rates are going up before the Fed uh, hikes them, and obviously it uh, shows up on your uh, monthly payments. Uh, and so uh, hefty rate hikes uh, will mean less uh, consumer spending down the road. Is it also a function of, a, the, 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 they also note that uh, politics may be creeping into the consumer sentiment that uh, if you are not of the political affiliation of the president of the United States, that uh, maybe you believe that things are bad uh, just because your guy's not in the White House. And this extends uh, before January 20th of last year. Well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it works both ways. And so, uh, you know, uh, politics, uh, let's say psychological uh, political impacts uh, are always uh, a part of uh, how the uh, consumer or the investor thinks. Is it possible as well that the, this consumer sentiment survey may be picking up some COVID fatigue? Uh, you have a, a population that thought that it was probably going to be over last summer, and uh, it's not. And in fact, it, uh, it roared ahead in the month of January. That's very possible, you know. That's I'm not going to say no to that. But uh, I, I think the real concern is uh, inflation, and um, inflation uh, erodes your uh, your spending power. When you have uh, uh, gasoline prices, I don't know if they're out in Chicago, but here in New York, they certainly are, uh, are just under four dollars a, a gallon, and um, you know. 
you have to fill that tank of uh, uh, it's quite costly, and so that bites into uh, disposable income, and that's has a psychological effect. Is it interesting? I mean, very quickly, um, the other reports indicate that you know the, the job market growth is the hottest it's ever been. Wage growth is the hottest it's ever has been higher than it's been in, in, in a good long time. And yes, inflation is eating into that. But is does this just goes to show you that this is just a strange economic situation as we turn everything back on post pandemic? Absolutely, there's no question about it because uh, you know this inflation, not all of it, but. Uh, a good portion of it has been brought on by the by the pandemic, which caused uh, shortages and bottlenecks and things of that nature. Um, obviously, rising raising, rising wages are uh, a good thing, but if they get out of hand, they can become very inflationary. And I think that's what the market's uh, really worried about here. Well, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Peter Cardillo, Chief Market Economist, Spartan Capital Securities based in New York, coming up using technology to make golf a year-round sport in the Chicago area. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Winter golf is not an outdoor pastime in the Midwest unless you have the stomach for it, but you can simulate the action inside. We welcome in Jared Solomon, founder and CEO of Five Iron Golf based in New York. Uh, Jared, thanks for joining us today. Uh, first off, Five Iron has two locations in Chicago, a third opening in Lincoln Park in a few months. So does that say that the story of Five Iron is uh, one of growth across the country? I think that's right. Uh, thank you for having me, by the way. Uh, certainly in Chicago, the people seem to love it. And, uh, you know, as long as the customer likes it, we're going to keep keep building them. When did, uh, when, where and when did this begin? Yeah, so it began in New York City. I'm actually uh, here right now, but the, the name Five Iron, the Five's Roof Fifth Avenue Irons for the Flatiron District and Five Irons Golf Club at our first locations on 19th and Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. So it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a play on words. It's the location and of course, you know, using a five iron for golf. Um, when, you know, you know th- there have been a number of ways in which uh, people have been able to, to play golf during the winter. I mean, I, I myself remember going to a, a an inflatable dome out in the western suburbs to take golf lessons during the off season. And uh, was that kind of a, the, the video technology, the, the virtual golf simulator? Uh, can you is that a, is that kind of standard uh, golf lesson technology now? Yeah, I think it used to be, I don't want to say gimmicky, but the technology has certainly improved over the years to the point where even if you're taking a lesson on greengrass, outdoors and traditional golf setting, you're using technology, whether it's TrackMan or, or, you know, putting technology to improve your game. So I think naturally it made sense to move that technology indoors and you're really getting high quality club fittings and lessons on the, on the serious golfer side. So someone who wants to get better at golf is coming to five iron, someone who wants to get fit for clubs is coming and then really what we're known for on the entertainment side, you have the technology that can be just used in, in such a seamless way for entertainment for, you know, not just playing courses, but games. So even if you're an inexperienced golfer and just want to go on a date or have fun, it's really approachable way to, to get involved in the game. How many uh, virtual tees are, avail- are, are available at a typical Five Irons location? It ranges between 10 and 15 bays or simulators, as, as you would call them. 
And when you were trying to set this up, I mean, there were other kind of virtual sports experiences out there. Uh, one that comes to mind uh, in Chicago was the ESPN zone uh, that was around about a decade ago where people could go into a virtual batting cage and and throw to a virtual Mark McGuire, which goes to show you how long ago this was. Um, did you think about those other virtual sports experiences before jumping into just a golf exclusive uh, type of business? We did, but really, I wanted to learn how to play golf, and there wasn't much access in Manhattan to play, and anything that was available was extremely expensive. And I thought, man, if, if, if there's me out here who wants to learn golf and get involved, uh, you know, there must be other people as well. And when the opportunity presented itself, you know, we jumped on it, and people liked it from the start, and we just have, have built off that from the beginning. And, and our whole philosophy really from the beginning was we want to be a place with a serious golfer, the person that's practicing with locker rooms and showers and all of that stuff in your country club type setting, but also really have that entertainment side. And while doing both of those things, doing the food ourselves, doing the beverage program ourselves, really keeping the price point down and have it accessible. And, you know, we think that's been a, a, a decent part of why golf is growing and booming, booming and getting alternative people who might not have been traditional golf people growing up around country clubs or playing into the game. And very quickly, does each location have its own dedicated pro? It does, if not multiple pros. Most locations have multiple pros where you can you can book a lesson. Thanks for joining us this this afternoon, Jared Solomon, founder and CEO of Five Iron Golf, based in New York. Five Iron with two locations in Chicago, uh, one in Block Thirty Seven, a third opening in Lincoln Park in just a few months. And coming up next, a closer look at one of the bids for a casino in Chicago, revealing a surprising buyout clause. The details on the way. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Bids for a Chicago casino are being scrutinized for minority involvement, and one of the proposals includes a rather interesting provision. Let's get the details from Greg Hines, columnist for Crane Chicago Business. Greg, thanks for joining us today. This involves the uh, Bally proposal, and, and Bally's coming to the table with two uh, uh, casino plans, one for the uh, piggyback uh, truck yard uh, just 
just south of McCormick Place, and the other one uh, for the Tribune Publishing site at Chicago Avenue and Halstead, just northwest of downtown. Uh, what's the interesting provision inside their contract proposal? Rob, the provision deals with uh, minority partners. Um, state law requires that uh, a quarter of the uh, ownership of, of new casinos be in the hands of minorities. Uh, Mayor Lightfoot is uh, is more than for that. Uh, she's argued that, uh, that this is a opportunity for a tr- uh, transformative uh, shift of wealth uh, from big companies to uh, African-American entrepreneurs and investors who, who haven't been treated fairly and need a start. Um, and Bellis has talked about about a lot about what it's been doing to attract minorities, but buried in its uh, in the term sheet that it's showed to prospective investors is a clause that uh, allows it to buy out any minority investors six years into uh, after the casino opens, uh, not at a negotiated price where both sides sit down and work it out, but at a set price based on uh, a measure of profitability um, for the previous 12 months. <clears throat> what that means, in effect, <clears throat> is that... Uh, if this thing is making a lot of money and has proved to be a real windfall, uh, Bellies has the right to buy out all the minority partners, whether they want to be bought out or not, at a, uh, a price that is set, not negotiated. Now, there are two perspectives on this. Uh, there's the Las Vegas perspective, and we'll get to that in a second. But is this common practice uh, inside uh, municipal contracting or state of Illinois contract proposals? Um, to, to, it's it's very common in um, in. Um, all sorts of uh, government contracts now to have have a, in effect a minority sub- set aside. Um, but the forcible uh, buyout, the forcible buyout. Um, not every not every state has such provision. But I talked to the former head of the uh, <clears throat> the Nevada Gaming Commission, a former member of the Nevada Gaming Commission, is a pretty well known lawyer in this field. <clears throat> he said this is uh, he's never seen anything quite like it. That it makes it look like the minorities are in effect renting their name for a couple of years, and then uh, they get bought out. So the whole thing comes across as window dressing. How far along uh, is the city of Chicago in evaluating these proposals? And uh, could that potentially be a deal breaker for Bally? Um, if Bally's, I think, itself recognizes that potentially this could be a deal breaker. Uh, they told me they're willing to uh, talk about changing this if the city so insists or if the state gaming board so insists. I think we'll find out probably in the next month or so um, who Mary Lordfoot wants to go with. But I think that the uh, on her list of considerations, certainly whether minorities are treated fair has got to be pretty high, close to the top. I mean, that's that's all her policy is about that. Greg Hines, columnist, Crane Chicago Business, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Still ahead in Entrepreneur Friday, a luxury vacation home rental company expands beyond its initial base in Michigan. This is Chicago's all-news station, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Both sides have rested at the trial of Chicago Alderman Patrick Daly Thompson. Vehicle av- availability, an issue at some dealerships, as the Chicago Auto Show gets ready to open its doors. Entrepreneur Friday, a company that rents vacation homes, has established a base in Michigan and is set to expand. And the Playboy brand is being rebooted in the digital world. WBBM Business. The markets are lower. The Dow is down 166 points. The NASDAQ is down 183. The S&P 500 is down 38. AccuWeather says mostly cloudy, breezy, and milder. Shower in spots later this afternoon may be mixed in with some wet snow and a high of 46.
Right now we have 41 degrees at O'Hare under cloudy skies at 1231. Topping our news of the half hour, the prosecution and defense have rested their cases at the trial of 11th Ward Alderman Patrick Daly-Thompson. Closing arguments are set for Monday morning at 9. Prosecutors say Thompson lied to regulators about the $219,000 he owed Washington Federal Bank for savings and that he knew he improperly claimed mortgage interest deductions on his tax returns. He chose not to testify in his own defense. People who find something they love at the Chicago Auto Show could face challenges when it comes to actually buying the vehicle. Modern vehicles need computer chips, which are in short supply. That and the supply chain crisis has led to a shortage of new vehicles at dealerships. Mike Levine of Ford says if you can't find a vehicle you want, the best thing to do is to order it and be ready to wait weeks or months to get it. He says the wait could save you a lot of money. If you need a vehicle today and there's someone else who needs a vehicle today, you could potentially wind up paying a bit more. Uh, But again, if you order it and get the specs that you want and you're willing to wait a little bit longer uh, and you agree to a price up front, there's no surprises and you're getting the vehicle that's perfectly tailored to what you need it to do. At McCormick Place, Jim Goodis, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are in the red this Friday. We're joined by Art Hogan, Chief Market Strategist, National Securities, based in New York. Art, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it seems like the, the this is just an extension of the sell-off from yesterday once the uh, Fed uh, went from hawkish about inflation to something beyond that, maybe Falcon. Yeah, interesting. We've had a uh, quite a week, and, and, and I agree with you. This is a little follow through on yesterday's drawdowns that we saw. But if you step the lens back and say, how are we doing for the week? We're almost exactly unchanged on the Dow. We're going to be down maybe 40 some odd basis points or less than a half percent on the S&P. And the NASDAQ, which has been hit a little bit harder, you know, looks to close down maybe less than 1% for the week. So with all that volatility, we're kind of ending the week where we started. And I I think we're still in a massive tug of war. And tug of war really seems to be coalescing around those folks that agree that the economy is in better shape than it uh, than it's getting credit for. And earnings, the earnings season we just went through was certainly better than expectations with guidance moving up for uh, 2022. You have to juxtapose that against the fact that we've got a Fed that's pivoted, clearly started in December, and it appears to be growing more hawkish, but maybe not as hawkish as uh, – as St. Louis's uh, James Bullard uh, uh, made us think yesterday, talking about uh, raising rates by 1% before July and uh, getting to the unwind of the balance sheet a little bit quicker than is consensus. And I think there's a few Fed speakers that are you know, be behind the scenes trying to push back on that. I, I likely think we'll get a more balanced image of where the Fed is right now, maybe more than three interest rate hikes, maybe closer to four, but I don't know that uh, we can – make a clear bet that they're going to raise for the first time in March and it's going to be 50 basis points. It's just not been messaged that clearly yet. But right now that market's continue to have that tug of war and we'll, it looks like we'll end the week at or about where we started it. Well, the, the, the story of the presidential approval rating is a story of COVID rates. It's a story of inflation. So is there concern on the part of investors that the Fed might make a mistake trying to make the politically sound decision uh, by breaking the back of inflation and that they could they could overreact or do something that could uh, uh, harm the economic recovery we have? Yeah, well, I would tell you this, the... Uh Inflation clearly is the number one concern on everybody's mind. If you look at the Michigan confidence numbers that came out today, they came in lighter, and and what went up was inflation expectations for on a one-year basis. They stayed the same for the five and ten-year basis. 
So, yeah, we've got inflation as the number one concern. I think that COVID rates <clears throat> clearly are heading in the right direction, and, and we're seeing a multitude of states pulling back on, on mandates, certainly mask mandates, for sure. So I think that's heading in the right direction, at least for the in the here and now. But the inflation, unfortunately, likely is not going to start to recede until we work our way through the first quarter. And a lot of the signs that we're seeing that that's likely the case are showing up in things like the Federal Reserve's own regional bank surveys, where they're seeing the prices paid component go down for two months in a row. We're certainly hearing about that across the industrial metals complex and lumber and, and all sorts of the inputs where it's not coming down and may not come down until the second half is things like energy. And unfortunately, that's the one thing we all notice, right? When we talk about inflation, the first thing anybody says to you is how much they pay for gasoline. So inflation is going to be a little bit stickier. It's going, to, it's going to stay with us a little bit longer, but I think it's going to trend in the right direction as we exit the first quarter and exit the, enter the second quarter. That likely helps things like the approval ratings that you just mentioned. And and do you buy the Goldman Sachs assessment that there's going to be seven rate hikes over the course of 22? No, you know what's interesting? So the Fed had a meeting in December. They put out a new dot plot. They had three rate increases for uh, this year on that dot plot. And these are the guys that get to make the decisions, right? And immediately following that, every house in the street um, played a game of leapfrog to trying to get in front of the, the, everyone else and being the most hawkish. And Goldman's winning the race right now, but not far behind is Bank of America Merrill Lynch, Morgan Stanley, et cetera. I think the street is way more hawkish than the Fed is right now in, in the present. And I certainly feel like... The Fed doesn't even know how many times they're going to raise rates. They're going to do it in March, and then they're going to watch the incoming data and make a decision on a, on a meeting-by-meeting basis. So if we all are sitting around thinking that they've written down the number of rate hikes they have and put it in an envelope and, and closed a drawer – it, that just doesn't exist. Yeah, it's like uh, <laughs> it, it reminds me of uh, the old Karnak, the Magnificent routine. Uh, <laughs> this the envelopes had been uh, sitting on a jar on uh, Funk and Wagnall's porch since noon today. Uh, Art Hogan, Chief Market Strategist, National Securities. The best daily deal in Chicago. The WBBM Noon Business Hour. Hey, it's Entrepreneur Friday. Juniper Holiday and Home Rentals has built a portfolio in some of the most desirable locations in Michigan. The company is now looking at an expansion. We welcome in Curtis McDonald, CEO of Juniper Holiday and Home, based in Boulder, Colorado. Curtis, thanks for joining us today. Uh, let's start off uh, with your company's footprint in Michigan. Uh, where are your vacation rentals located? Great to be here. Thank you. Uh our rentals are located in New Buffalo on up to Saugatuck, in that stretch along the coast. So you're in Boulder, Colorado. What uh, attracted you to that portion of southwest Michigan, which, of course, uh, many, many, many families of Chicago, from Chicago are familiar with as a vacation spot? I spent some time in southwest Michigan. I grew up outside Detroit, so I'm somewhat familiar. And I drove through there a lot going to our family vacation home at uh, in the Manistee Forest, and started staying in some Airbnbs in that area. Just felt like the area was great, and looked into uh, the economics of owning homes and renting them for short-term rentals. Everything worked out, and so we started to acquire homes there. Now, was this something that, uh, well, when it comes to acquiring homes, um, especially in this environment, uh, what's what's your what's your process? I mean, do, do you wait for families that were, uh, you know, might have you know had these homes for generations, and then somebody died or somebody decided to sell, or is it simply a matter of uh, trying to grab them as soon as they go on the market after they've been built? You know, it's pretty straightforward and simple. We just 
continuously monitor the market, primarily through Zillow. And when homes that meet our standards come on the market, and by our standards, I mean we like, you know, homes that are somewhat in the luxury end of the market. And when those homes come available, we see if we can buy them. And uh, it looks like uh, you're moving on beyond Southwest Michigan. I don't know if uh, this is the mission statement, but uh, today, Redimax, tomorrow, the world. And uh, <laughs> it seems like you're, you, what's, what's next uh, on, on the agenda for you guys? Uh, two things. Uh, we're continuing to, ex- several things. We're continuing to expand in Michigan and acquire more homes. A lot of people have approached us because of our reviews and asked if we would manage their properties as well. So we're looking at third-party rentals, you know, third-party management contracts. And at the same time now, we're looking to expand in other markets such as, uh, you know, the Whitefish, Montana area, upstate New York, and also in the Carolinas. Do you find in the second home market that some people may act that it's it's the, it's the old phrase about buying a boat that the happiest day of your life is buying a boat and the second day happiest day is the day you sell it? Um, is that the case with second homes that people they buy a second home in in a vacation area they have big dreams and then they find out that you got to go there every weekend you got to maintain it and it's nowhere near as fun as they thought it was going to be. I'm not sure if people are really disappointed with their homes in Southwest Michigan. I do think that um, they appreciate the fact that, you know, they could retain us, partner up with us, and we could generate revenue for their houses when they're not there. So I think they do look at us as, you know, an opportunity. Well, thank you for joining us this afternoon. Curtis McDonald, CEO of Juniper Holiday and Home, based in Boulder, Colorado. Still to come, Playboy looks to establish a presence in the metaverse. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Playboy has plans to reboot its brand in the digital world. Let's find out more from Matt Wren, co-founder and chief tech officer at Bundle AR based in Chicago. Matt, thanks for joining us today. Uh, Playboy used to be one of the biggest brands in the world. Its name adorned a skyscraper in downtown Chicago. Hugh Hefner had the mansion on the Gold Coast where celebrities dropped in at all hours of the night. And outside of the, the, the things for which Playboy is known for, it was a big... Big uh, name in arts and literature and entertainment, but uh, it's fallen on hard times. They're trying to find some way to uh, to bring it back to life, and that place apparently is the metaverse. Yeah, thank you for having me back. I mean, Playboy's still one of the most recognizable brands. Everybody knows the bunny ears, and you know, I I imagine from based on some of the articles I've read that you know, as print magazine readership has gone down, they've had some trouble, um, but. You know, we're we're seeing with obviously some of the changes in technology that this is this is an opportunity for them. It's something that they can grab. Definitely, you know, one of the big things that was known in Chicago back when they were a big brand and they were, you know, very in their heyday, I will say, of the Hefner days was like the Playboy Clubs. And that brings, you know, an aspect of what the metaverse can offer in terms of things like NFT and sort of membership and access and the, the value that an NFT can transfer to somebody who owns it. And this is, uh, we're talking like a potentially a virtual mansion. Um, and then, and then, you know, how, how can this brand though exist, uh, inside a world where you have the A&E documentary, it's out, um, that is basically pulling the playboy fantasy apart that Hugh Hefner world just layer by layer. I mean, will, will people be comfortable entering the metaverse 
Playboy Mansion, knowing what they know now about what happened 50 years ago? I mean, comfort is relative to a lot of people. So the one thing I can say that I do know about Playboy, and I'll be honest, I'm not a Playboy expert. um, But what I do know is I know that I believe the majority of their employees now are women. I know that they've, you know, they've kind of taken a little bit of ownership of the the problems that existed back in the day, and they're trying to turn that around. They're trying to be much better. They're trying to be a a brand that promotes sex positivity and all that sort of stuff. But again, that's the branding. In terms of whether people would be comfortable to engage with a brand in in a metaverse, you know, let's face it, the the internet and a lot of technology, the technology was driven by certain industries, pornography and video games being one of them. Um, that drove things like streaming video. That drove a lot of advancements in the technology that we take for granted today. And just as our uh, you know, leisure suit Larry was the uh, <laughs> was a pioneer in the video game space, uh, Playboy is trying to uh, trying to uh, be a pioneer in the in the in the uh, in the metaverse as well. Uh, Matt, thanks for joining us today. Matt Wren, the co-founder and chief tech officer at Bundle AR, based in Chicago. If you missed any part of today's show, you can go to our stream and just skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.